Hello, my name is Claire Inman. Welcome to Harbor Light Stories. We hope this podcast encourages your faith and brings people together. Enjoy. Welcome back to Harbor Light Stories. Today I'm going to be interviewing my friend Rachel Bruckner again. If you haven't listened to her first episode already, I suggest you do. She talks about her journey of faith and how she became a Christian and she ends up saying that she decided to go to YWAM. So today we're going to be talking about how her trip with YWAM actually was. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Rachel here again. It's nice to be here. Thank you for having me, Claire. Yeah. Excited you're here. Me too. Excited to share what God's done from these past six months. Yeah, it's crazy because we recorded that episode in December and then it didn't come out till like a week after you came back. Like I know, it's crazy. Like, like July. Yeah, I can't believe I'm back here again. Honestly, it's insane because so much has changed like from the last time I've spoken. Well, I'm excited you're back here because I missed hanging out with you. I missed <laughs> hanging out with you too. I've missed my Inman family so much. So first, why don't you explain <coughs> what YWAM is for people who don't know? Yeah, so YWAM is basically a missionary organization and just equips you to be a missionary and just helps you go into the nations. And there's actually like hundreds of bases like around the world. And Kona is like the University of the Nations base. And basically it's three months of lecture and just learning about yourself, learning about God so that they equip you to go into the nations and you have like choices of which nations you want to go to. And then you put that all to work all the three months to work when you go into your specific nation. And there's also like secondary schools where I'm doing school of biblical studies, fun fact, where I'm gonna just be studying the Bible like five times for nine months and it's just gonna be amazing. Cool. And you can do leadership track too, which is learning how to be a leader and you can lead teams into the nation. So that's really cool. Yeah. So then what kind of challenges did you face when you were at the more school portion, and then also during your missionary trip. So originally, I did want to go to YWAM in a sense, but I kind of wanted to escape my problems because I like did struggle with depression and just a lot of anxiety. So it was just a lot of getting rid of things that didn't need to be there during the school portion and realizing that I can't just leave my problems in a certain place. Like They will follow me, and God is the only cure to... like aid my problems and be there even if I still like go through the motions sometimes like it's just choosing Jesus like just learning who God is helps my situation because he is higher than my situation he's higher than my feelings so it's just really cool to let God take control and just show me the beauty of like feeling Mm -hmm. I think that was a challenge at times because it's hard to feel it's hard to let God take care of my feelings sometimes but Yeah, it was just getting rid of a lot of junk that didn't need to be there so I could go into the nations and just, like, get rid of that false, those false lies that were put over my life by the enemy. And in the nations, it's still, like, it was still a learning process of, like, oh, my gosh, I'm in the nations. Like, that's, that's hard sometimes to be. I was the youngest one on my team, so sometimes it was hard to, like, let God work through me like slowly because I'm not as wise as some people on my team and it was kind of hard because I've grown up with the same group like same age group so it was really challenging at times to have different perspectives of life and still like 
hold firm to mine and like know that God is it and he's like shaping my perspectives and yeah so that was challenging at times just to stay sane in that (laughs) and just (laughs) really run to God because normally I run to people when I face issues but like running to God Mm -hmm. and it was just a season of really loving myself and loving my gifts and just taking care of myself as well as like other people so yeah Mm -hmm. so it kind of sounds like you were learning a lot about yourself. Yeah, a lot about myself. And I kind of, I needed to. I needed just six months to literally learn about myself and, again, like, serve people. Mm-hmm. And obedience was definitely something that God is working on in my life at that time and still is. Just, like, even if I don't want to do it, sometimes I just don't want to speak in front of people. <laughs> and it's hard and it's scary, but, like, the feeling after doing that, like when God calls you, the obedient, like being obedient, like there's nothing like that feeling of reward after that from God. So that was challenging, but it was so good. So good. Do you have any examples of times where you felt like you had to be obedient to God and you didn't want to, but you did anyway? So uh, I spoke one time, I told my testimony and I didn't really prepare. I have a hard (laughs) time preparing because I know I can speak in front of like large groups, but Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard for me to start because I want to perfect what I say, especially, like, when I'm representing God. Yeah. And, like, myself because I want to be, like, a representation of Christ, you know. (laughs) And I remember I was, like, the first one to share, like, out of all of my group. And I shared my testimony. And I wasn't too nervous, but I didn't really prepare at all because I thought, oh, it's just my testimony. Like, I know my testimony. Yeah. And it wasn't a terrible sharing experience. I just never worked with a translator before. So that was hard. At times, I felt bad because I would kind of skip over her. So I kind of, like, was hard on myself after that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, that was terrible. But then I spoke maybe, like, a month later. We had, like, a lot of opportunities to speak. And Mm -hmm. I feel like God was saying, okay, it's your time to speak. And I wasn't sharing my testimony this time. I was sharing a message. So that's, like, kind of harder for me. I'm like, oh. But I felt like I was saying, it's your time. Come on, go. So I was really anxious. But I was obedient. I did it, and it was a great time. Like, just spoke to, like, kids about identity. And, yeah, afterwards, it's just a rewarding feeling to be obedient to God. Once you, like, know him, you want to be obedient to him. So, yeah, that was one time. Wow, that's really cool. Do you feel like you saw God's faithfulness at all? Oh, completely. Like, I just saw God's faithfulness through my feelings and, like, through my calling. Like, I never wanted to be a missionary. I just felt like okay, this is going to sound kind of rude, but in my opinion, like, before going, I just thought it was, like, an easy way out, like, just what all Christians, like, are meant to do, and we are meant to do it, like, we are meant to be missional, Mm -hmm. but, like, in some, like, go across the world, like, and stuff, but we're meant to stay, too, we're supposed to be missional wherever we are, so I just thought it was kind of, like, a boring lifestyle, God totally reiterated what it means to, like, be a missionary, and it doesn't look a certain way, it's, literally like whatever you want it to be like by (laughs) God's like will so he was faithful in the way that he communicated my will like I am called to go and Mm -hmm. maybe I won't say where yet because I don't know if it's specific (laughs) I have told people but yeah just to go to the nations and proclaim his truth he's also been faithful in my feelings like he's given me a gift to feel and You know, sometimes I hated it before, but he's just been faithful in the way, like, this is how you feel, like, feel it to the fullest, but don't let it overtake you. Mm -hmm. So he's been faithful in the way that he's guided my feelings, like, towards him, towards, like, 
helping us people. Like, it's just amazing to be able to relate with people and to be able to feel what they're feeling by, like, getting God's heart in that way. Mm-hmm. He's also been faithful in the way. He's just been so faithful, guys. Like, that's <laughs> why I'm talking so much. He's, like, the best. He is. <laughs> and he's been faithful in, like, giving me wisdom about my situation and my circumstance by opening my eyes to see that he is above my circumstance and I will never like make him small again, like below my circumstance because mm-hmm. he's too worthy. He's too faithful like for that. So yeah, he's just taught me a lot about myself and about things that I needed to get rid of. And he's been faithful in those areas of my life. So that was good. Very cool. So then you were saying before you kind of saw missions as one thing. What do you feel like God has shown you about missions now, now that you've gone away and done missions <laughs> okay so I'll tell you guys like my past view on missions I just thought it was you know going out and building and of course that is an area of missions like yes we need people to go out and to build houses and actually I was on a team where we built a lot and I was like oh god <laughs> help me because I didn't I'm not a builder at all so it was kind of challenging in that way so I thought it was a lot of that because mm-hmm. a lot of the trips I've been on like, we've done that, and I'm more of an intentional person. Like, that's how I show yeah. the gospel. But people show the gospel through building, too, as well. So I thought it was kind of just really contained. But, like, actually seeing God, like, rip that false thing away from me. Like, literally, we can go to college and, like, get degrees to take them into the nations. Like, we can teach in the nations. Like, that's being a missionary. And, like, even, like, staying here. And... I would often have this subconscious thought of like America being the port to send out missionaries, which is ridiculous because America needs like America needs Jesus and (laughs) people are called to stay like in the place they've grown up as well. Mm -hmm. But I think God has just like ripped away the false identity of boxing missions because it actually is hard work emotionally and spiritually because you're pouring into people. Yeah. And I guess he's just showing me that it doesn't always have to look a certain way. You can literally, yeah, teach in nations, like take your business into nations and just <laughs> literally one team like did RTC, which is like a working out team. You, Yeah, fitness team. Wow. And yeah, it was really cool. So in closed nations, um, you can take, they use what they've learned to like train people in the nations. Like, mm-hmm. so they have a way to get in and then show the gospel in that way. So it's just not boxing missions because missions is amazing and we're all called to do it. Mm-hmm. no matter where we are so that was cool to see God rip that away from me do you have any stories where you saw God do some like like miracles or crazy things you know yeah so uh, um I just remember praying for this one guy and me and my friend were praying for him and it was a house church so everyone was like pretty much Christian there like a majority of them and we prayed for his hand because it wouldn't work properly wouldn't go up all the way and his friend was sitting right next to him who was a Christian as well. So we were praying for his hand like twice and that it wouldn't work. And mm-hmm. like it wouldn't, nothing was happening. And like I wasn't discouraged. I was just like, yeah, it's, it's not working right now. So I asked, I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, have the friend pray for his hand. So I asked him like, hey, you, you pray for his hand, you pray. So he prayed for his hand and his hand started working. And I think like that was such like a simple, beautiful act. It was mm-hmm. not simple. Every time God heals, it is an extravagant thing. <laughs> so, but I think it just really represented that um, 
I think a lot of people from like different nations like when we come in from like you know America they think that we're the saviors like that we only carry that authority to like Mm -hmm. heal and it was really cool to see like his eyes open be like hey I have that same authority like I can heal we don't yeah you don't always need us to like do that Mm -hmm. and it was just really cool to see that hey like you still carry that spirit to like heal so it's just it's not always people coming from America to like Mm -hmm. do the work God is not trapped in America. He's <laughs> literally, he's not boxed in America. He's everywhere. And he has given us the spirit of Christ if we call on him. So that was really cool to see. I, God is really faithful in that area. And another story, um, this happened with one of my teammates. She felt like a tapping in her ear. And she asked, like, is anyone, like, feeling, can't hear in their right ear or left ear, mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yeah. And she like physically felt like God tapping on her ear, which is really cool. Yeah. And yeah, that's like amazing. Whoa, God. Cool. And <laughs> she uh, prayed for his ear and it got healed. Like he could hear better in the ear that got healed rather than his good ear that from before. So that was really that's cool. That's crazy. That's so cool. And I just have one more story. Go ahead. This go. wasn't on my team. Go, go, go. This was in the Philippines. This was just like this one stood out the most because it's literally insane and just executes the power of God so well. Mm-hmm. So they were praying for this man. I think he was, I don't know if remember if he was blind in his other eye, but he definitely had a glass eye. Mm-hmm. So they prayed for him. He literally, when after they prayed for him, he could see through his glass eye. That's insane. That's literally like, like how does that even work? How does that even work? Like all the nerves are like gone, like your eyes not even there. So that was really cool just to see God just change his life in that way and Mm -hmm. like the power of god and like work outside what you think is possible yeah completely and he like gives us that authority to do that like yeah it's amazing god is good so yeah (laughs) that was so really cool stories how do you feel like you've changed after going through ywam um i think it was just a lot of perspective changes i really quiet time like having an intimate relationship with God is so important and I feel like so many Christians like don't understand that and like we need time to be alone with Jesus like sorry if I'm stepping on toes but we literally need time to be alone with Jesus and we need time to like we should oh I was just reading this I don't remember what I think it was in Philippians I believe or Colossians sorry I don't know but it was saying how we should Paul was writing to the Colossians or the Philippians saying we should always be full but like always hunger and like that's literally the Mm -hmm. perfect representation of Christianity like we should always be full and like made whole by God but we should always hunger for more so I think it was just realizing that God's word is alive like so alive and actually like reading it like listening I listen to it a lot now because that's how I process his word but yeah just how important it is to read the word and how God communicates through it and along with creation, like not limiting his communication, like mm-hmm. has really just changed the way I viewed him. Like he's my best friend, <laughs> literally my best friend, because he just gets it. And like he gets my passion, like even when some people don't like I'm just passionate about Jesus because I <laughs> know my father. So <laughs> it was just really cool to see God be faithful too in those areas of like mm-hmm. his word that he act. it's not a boring word. Christianity is never ending. And we're not going to always understand it. But Christianity is not boring. Yeah. And intimacy with God is really important to, like, understand yourself, too. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool for him just to 
changed my perspective in that way of being alone with him. And that changed how I view, like, sometimes when I feel sad or, like, that changed how I view my circumstances, knowing that God is above it and he is faithful and he cares. So it's cool. So then how has your relationship with God changed? Yeah, like I said, he's my best friend actually now, and I'm not angry at him. I was angry at him for a long time last year over things that weren't in his will, that Mm -hmm. weren't, it wasn't him. It was, you know, free will. It was never like God wanting that and just like, and then only came from going seeking God in intimacy because I understood his heart in those situations so I can't be angry at him I won't be angry at God for something like he didn't do so just yeah he's my best friend and I love him and I've learned to like never be mad at God because that does not get you anywhere like even if you don't understand like don't let anger lead your life let love lead your life and that's by knowing God because he is the author of love so yeah that's changed a lot So now what are you planning on doing next year? So I said this a little earlier, like right at the beginning, but I'm going to do a school of biblical studies, which is basically we study the Bible five five times and just study the cultural context of it. Yeah, just understanding the Bible culturally and contextually and just seeing how it relates to now, but also like relates in the time it was written. So like, I think that's crazy. Like, yes, this is like the only book that relates now, but also it was written for a certain time. You know what I'm saying? Like, that kind of just blows my mind. Because I feel like I'm going to go off a little bit. Sometimes (laughs) sometimes, um, people, like, say, oh, this was only written for that time. And it was. But, like, we can't base the Bible off of, oh, it was only written for the time because it is for us. Like, we need the Bible. Yeah. So I feel like I'm just going to learn how to, like, really get a good balance of that. Like, yes, it was written in that time, but it was also written for us. Mm -hmm. So you can't disregard that, like that it was only written for the time Mm because it is for us so yeah I'm gonna be doing that for nine months back in Kona which is exciting and yeah yeah that's so fun okay so do you have anything else you'd like to say about your experience um God is good it's always so simple but like God is good and like once you know that love like you can't go back you can't go back and I think it's just going in the nations if you really are thinking about it definitely listen to God like listen persistently chase after his will because I feel like sometimes get people get prophetic words and they think it's just gonna happen but literally sometimes it won't if you don't persistently choose God's will yeah but sometimes you know we don't always get it right and God's grace is over that because he knows where we stand Mm -hmm. so I think it's just really important to recognize God and have a relationship with him personally because he will choose his will like he will And it's not, he's not just going to do it for you. I feel like sometimes I would let that go off like, oh, he'll he'll just do it for me. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Uh -uh. Like we have a choice and he's that gracious enough to give us a choice. So I think that's really important just to follow your call. And yeah, God is, God is really good. And oh, one more thing. Going to the nations, like literally just let love, like love is the only thing you can give. Like, and it's from God and it's all about God. So really let everything you do be done with love because so many times people come into other nations and like kind of disregard their religions and cultures that they've been, yeah, it's been in their life for hundreds of years, like thousands of years and like they've grown up with that. So really that's where love has to come in and you have to understand but still be firm in what you believe in. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to like acknowledge, be intentional and meet them where they're at 
but still give them truth because people respect that and they will see Jesus through that. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I have. Thank you so much, Claire. Yeah, thanks for coming in. I've loved interviewing you for the second time. (laughs) We're happier this time because of Jesus, so (laughs) that's good. (laughs) Love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about our church, you can check out our website at harborlight.com.